Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Coming to you from the LUA Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Eric, and welcome to Listen Up, America. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. As much as I'd like to talk about LaChina James and the Los Angeles Lakers getting smoked by the Phoenix Suns in the NBA first round of playoffs and watching, well, I didn't watch it. I just watched the clips that were on YouTube of people making fun of them. Calling them uh, a lot of fun names. But LaChina, we'll stick with that one. La Bitch is out there because in games five and six, with five, six minutes to go in the games, and the Phoenix Suns were drilling them in the keister by 30 points. LaChina just walks off the court before the game's over to go cry and pout. There's your NBA. Gotta love it. What trash. But I don't have time to talk about that. We have so many other topics to go over. All the good ones. And let's start off with Chairman Joe. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by going, you know the thing. I got to start with uh, Chairman Joe transforming once again into Pedo Joe. Yeah, the pedophile guy, you know, the one who can't keep his hands to himself, the one who's got to smell all the hair, the one who always got to make comments about 10, 12, 13-year-old girls, and then, oh, I can't wait till you're 18, 19, like, he waits. I mean, this guy reeks of pedophile. Oh, he had something to say. He's up on stage, and I don't know if his nose caught scent of a young elementary school-aged girl that was by the Washington Post that noted that this girl was of elementary age. Joe got distracted and did what pedo Joe does. Full disgusting. Play the clip. I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany and Jordan and Nathan and Margaret Catherine. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady with her legs crossed. So did you get the lust in his voice? Did you see how excited he got? Oh, look at you with those barrettes. Oh, yeah, baby. Wow. Got your legs crossed like I like. This guy is freaking, and yeah, I want to say it, disgusting. He makes my stomach turn every time there's a female of any age next to the scumbag. Because he doesn't just do it to children, which is the worst. He does it to grown women. You can go on YouTube and watch compilation of Chairman Joe Biden molesting women, smelling hair, and doing things. And you will see the uncomfortable written all over their face. Like, get this, guy's Freaking hands off my shoulders. Stop sniffing my hair and whispering my ear. You'll see him try and hug Hillary. And Hillary's, it's a full frontal. It's like junk to junk. And she's like, oh, my God. I think the guy may walk around with an Insta boner. And everybody knows it. He is a disgusting human being. Let me look at you over there. You know, looking like you're 19. (laughs) He was drooling on the mic. He just turned his head and caught her. This girl was under the age of 10. And he he gets insta-boner. So now we got uh, Chairman Joe and his big push. He wants that infrastructure. I mean, got to get that infrastructure. You know, we got to get people working on it. They've been battling back and forth, and Republicans want nothing to do with it, thankfully. Even if it's for all the wrong reasons and it's all just political, at least they're doing something to say no. When Barack came into office 12 years ago, our debt was approaching $18 trillion. Okay, it was going crazy. And when he, once he took in, it went nuts. Do you guys realize it's almost at $30 trillion now? And I blame Trump, too. You know, he spent money, did things, and some were good and some were bad. But, you know, all of you out there that go grocery shopping, which is all of us, and you're going, damn, that didn't used to cost that. That's a lot more. Damn, that box is a half empty, and they want more. It's all called inflation. Inflation comes from this. When we have no money coming in and we're spending three times as much going out and we are not able to pay debt, 
but just accumulate it, the money that backs the debt becomes less valuable. Why do you think the peso isn't the same as the dollar? Now, we're going to catch the peso at this rate. But this is why the economy is going into the toilet and will continue to go in the toilet. And the dollars that you make at minimum wage versus the dollars you make at six figures at a, at a sales management job or something, that money is worth less every day that goes by that that thing ticks up. Because $3 milk is going to cost five. And now you got hackers going crazy over the planet. You know, the Russians are doing it. But hey, Chairman Joe said it. Putin's not testing me. You know, these, these are just a couple of guys, you know, hanging out in their, their mama's basement eating Cheetos, just having some fun, shutting down pipelines and meat processing plants. Putin had nothing to do with it. If we hack China or Russia or Germany or England, or if we hack anybody, a citizen goes out and goes, are we as a country not responsible for that citizen that committed a crime? Is that not the same for them? If Russia isn't directly involved and they're just saying, yeah, knock yourselves out, like I've been saying, then that's a problem. If Putin is going to hold Russia accountable and its citizens, then we hold Russia, the government, accountable. If the next warfare is going to be hacky, let's hack them. Shut the country down for a day. And just let them know if you want to continue to allow your citizens, <clears throat> not the government, no, but just citizens. To do this, I will shut down your entire country. Capiche. But this guy's got a set between him and the, his entire cabinet. Most of them don't even know what they're doing or why they're there. They're just political hacks that have a feeling. Therefore, they must be qualified. But we're sitting here talking about $1.7 trillion. And CNBC, okay, this is not like Fox News, has a clip. They ha sat down with the transportation guy, Buttigieg, you know, the mayor from Fort Wayne, Indiana, who has nothing to do with this at all, but he's the guy. And he's so in tuned and so aware of his responsibilities, he is challenged by CNBC. And this is what the meathead says. It's a two-minute clip. It's really good. Just listen. Mm. You ever hear the expression, all, all politics are local, Mr. Secretary? So you're the transportation secretary now. So... We're proposing a, a usage for the term infrastructure that Republicans would say includes every wish list from the Democratic Party going back 50 years. As a transportation secretary, don't, do you now, and be honest with me, do you now just wish that we'd look directly at what your domain is? Roads, bridges, airports, throw in you know, some uh, internet and, and Wi-Fi. Let's do seven, eight hundred billion. Do it with Republicans. Get it done. Give me my infrastructure, transportation, and, and, and do not try to do everything at once. Tell me that you believe that, but I know you won't. <laughs> I mean, look, as, as the org chart goes, I'm, I'm the roads and bridges guy, right? The transportation part is the piece that I work on. But when I think about why roads and bridges matter, the, the, the fundamental reason they matter is they make it possible for Americans to live lives of their choosing, right? Whether there's a good road to get you where you're going is going to help determine whether you can go to school, whether you can go to work, whether you can see your family. And I think the same thing is also true of the other forms, the broader forms of infrastructure we're talking about. They're all part of the foundation that make it possible for us to live well. Now, I don't want to get bogged down in a semantic or philosophical argument uh, over but, what to call something if it's a good policy. Right? Oh, I mean, the, uh, you're Mr. describing Secret these as democratic items, but these are things the American people want. No, Mr. These, these Secretary, really, just, I, you, might, you might as well just tell me, you know, you need those roads to drive to free college and free child care, and therefore I want to build them <laughs> so that, I mean, come on. Come on. Well, no, you know, I mean, I think all this fits together because, look, you, you, can, you can either organize your thinking around the org chart of the federal government or you can organize it around what the lives you, of human beings in this can, country are Then you are can like. make that jump to everything under the sun is infrastructure. We should spend $100 trillion and give everything to everyone because that's what their life is. You, you, you can't do We don't have the money. We don't have the wherewithal. We, we do don't have, have the money, the though. That's, that's the thing. Like, we, well, we abundantly do have the money because okay. the bill is paid for, right? You got that, right? It's all paid for. It's just there. 
poof, the money's there. We can spend it on anything we want and everything because we're going to make this perfect world that's going to be a complete disaster and the money will be worth nothing and then we'll be destroyed and then you people will just be my little slaves and puppets and you'll be living in the streets like the people in Venice, California. That guy is in charge of something. He doesn't know what, but he is in charge of something. And he sits and goes, spend it all. We don't have the money for it. Yeah, we do. It's all paid for. Taxes have not gone up. Revenues are decreasing because our economy is being choked out. You know, COVID. But that's a whole nother topic. They are purposefully choking us out. Spending it because they stole it. And burning us down because we don't live in Washington, D.C. We're not in our Democrat-held state capitals. Those institutions will remain. They will become those palaces on the hill in the Cubas and the Venezuelas and the like. And then there's the rest of us going to the zoo to kill an elephant to get some food tonight. That's where all this goes. Out of control inflation is so close, we can taste it, and it scares the living crap out of me. And it should scare the crap out of all of you. They are out of control. And it's both parties. You know, the Republicans spend it when they got a Trump in charge or Bush in charge, and it pissed me off then. You have to be. You say, we are financially responsible Republicans, and we want your vote. Spend it, baby. Spend it. We won. Spend it. And the same conservatives keep hoping that one more and then one more. That's why the Tea Party started, for goodness sakes. Stop spending money we don't have on crap we don't need. And stop giving it away to other countries. They, like we, can fend for themselves. Any true ally, you keep them on the payroll. Israel. But we don't need to be sending money to Canada and Europe. We don't need to be sending any of it south. Not for free. There must be strings attached. Trump put strings. Border got a little more under control. It's undeniable. Here's a thought, government, politicians of all race, creeds, belief systems. Why don't you, for once, spend the money like it's coming out of your own wallet and purse? You know, the things you seal up tight when corporations come into town because they want to talk to you about some potential legislation that would be to their benefit? You know, when you want to go on vacation and those same corporations slam that wallet shut because I'm going on a private plane to name your location. Thank you for your time. I'm over all that. This has to stop. It has to stop. And politicians on both sides have to start seeing this light. Or this project called America is going to end badly. So I got a last clip from Buttigieg, you know, the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana, that is in charge of something. He's asked to define infrastructure. Here's a clue. He can't. But where do you actually draw the line? What's not infrastructure? This is called the American Jobs Plan because it contains a number of measures that are going to help Americans not only get jobs but thrive in our country today. And this is part of it. We think these things fit together. And of course, it's not unusual in legislation to take a number of different elements that are part of a related theme and move them at the same time because Americans can't wait for us to resolve a dorm room debate over which policies belong in which categories. What? Just another politician that will not answer a very simple question. It's everything. And you need to understand that. It's everything to them because they want to control everything. When the government controls everything, you, listening, control nothing. If we can't make the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution just go away and tear it up, we can erase it with money. I haven't said it in a while. Santa Claus never loses an election. And there are that many stupid and ignorant people that will vote for Santa Claus and then piss and moan and bitch and gripe when they have nothing. They thought they had nothing now? You just wait to what real nothing is. I've told you guys before, we're extremely spoiled. And if you just took a minute and looked at your budget and everything you have and everything you spend on a month and went, what you really need and do you really need it? And see how much money right there. Take that percentage, apply it to every day, every month, every year. 
I'm telling you, you should start doing that. You need to start putting money away. In the end, it's only going to buy you a length of stay. Because when the inflation gets to the point of no return, your money won't be worth anything anyway. But you'll be a little ahead of the curve to have an option, maybe to get the hell out of here. And the last thing I want to do is to leave this country. But it's clear that you've got a small group of power, money-hungry animals that are communists and socialists that want power. And will do anything and lie and say and cheat and steal to get it. And they believe they've got enough on the hook with the inbound immigrants, the current illegal immigrants, and the uneducated in this country. That's why we keep lowering the bar in education, by the way, if you haven't figured that out. The dumber we make the populace, the more control we have over them. That leads me to the budget. So Biden has released his first budget. Chairman Joe, six trillion dollars. You want to know what's in it? Not a whole lot. You know, when you do a budget, the government's supposed to take care of like, well, here's the government employees, here's the government agencies, things like that. That's not in this. The military, that's not in this. Those are all separate budgets. This is $6 trillion to spend, not on foreign aid or anything like that. Nope. I'm just going to give you a quick rundown because it is early in the process, but the build back budget, as they call this crap, has another $600 billion for transportation infrastructure. That's on top of the 1.7, okay? Two separate bills to pass. Essential home care workers, because you can't take care of your family, we will. $400 billion. Housing, schools, and federal buildings. We've got to make them nice. $326 billion. Utilities. You know, the utilities that are like privately run all across the country. Apparently, we have to fund that now, so that's another $309 billion. So you're paying a utility company money to provide you the services and infrastructure, but there we have to pay another $309 billion for this to continue. Oh, manufacturing small business. Again, $300 billion. I'm pretty sure Amazon, Toyota, you know, all these corporations out there, they can find a way to do it on their own. They've been doing it. Why do we have to spend a bill? Research and development. 180 billion. Well, I don't want my government anywhere near research and development for anything. You've never made anything. The private sector does that. You just take copyrights and steal that stuff. Workforce development, 87 billion. Oh, okay. 400 billion to expand Medicaid. I'm going to spend more money there. There's one in here that was really funny to me. And I know I have a lot of teacher friends that are listening. You'll like this. This is soft infrastructure. The American Families Plan aims to invest in programs and services to support students, workers, and their families. So there's $800 billion worker tax credit in there. Then there is a $500 billion direct support for children and families because we don't need your daddy anymore. I'm your daddy, said the government. College and pre-K, $437 billion. That's just to pay for universities that are going bankrupt because they have extremely high tuitions. They're paying some or most of it and don't have the endowments that Harvard and said universities like that have. They're going bankrupt, so they're going to throw money at that. And of course, the pre-K is to indoctrinate your children as early as possible. And then, for you education and teachers, $7.9 billion. When you look at a slide bar, it's you take a pencil, make a little scratch, like a chicken scratch. That's how much you get. And then you got the preschool getting um, the pencil length, $437 billion to eight. It's just, it's just a waste. This is just to buy more political power with unions. All of this is going to unions, just like Obama did it. And then the unions took the money and circumvented it back, didn't build anything. Remember, we spent $800 billion when Obama was in charge on infrastructure because we got to fix the bridges that are going to fall apart. And none of them got fixed, but the unions got paid for doing nothing, and it took a huge chunk of that and circumvented it right back into the donations of the Democrat coffers. Happens every day of the week, and it literally looks like twice on Sundays. It's out of control spending, and that is the plan, baby. Break it. Just break it. Now, I want to go to this last bit, and then we'll move on to our next topic. So, Chairman Joe was shooting his mouth off talking about, well, Texas has a bill right now, just like other states, about cleaning up voter rolls, voter ID, accountability. Again, which is supported by nearly 75% of the people of all races in this country. 
But Chairman Joe doesn't like it because Chairman Joe knows he cheated. And he knows it's going to get exposed because these states are going to pass these bills and you've got to show your ID to go vote. And when the vote numbers go from 85 million to 50 million, where did all those people go? They must have really hated Joe. Very sad and disappointed in his, if he even makes it this long. I still got the clock ticking on the guy. But we're sitting here and he's screaming about it. I'm going to play a clip. I saved this. This was from a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. You all remember David Axelrod? He was Obama's like right-hand man in getting him elected and working in the White House. And then he went to do a little bit on CNN and stuff like that. David Axelrod is not Sean Hannity. David Axelrod is not Rush Limbaugh. David Axelrod is David freaking Axelrod. Left lane. Okay. He wants all this money spent. Listen to what he said about the Georgia voting law, which will then trickle down. It applies to all the voting laws because they followed. Play this beautiful clip. This Georgia law, when you look at it, they really didn't, they really didn't do much of anything. And this outrage about the Georgia law, I'm just still scratching my head because you know, a lot of people are talking about it who know none of the facts. Uh, and uh, I just, it's, it's, Anyway, uh, it's a it's a normal process that's going on. Just on the Georgia thing, you know, one of the things that struck I, I don't disagree with you that some of the things have been, you know, it's not the new Jim Crow, but it's clearly designed. It's not designed to uh, ensure that the largest number of people participate. No, David, it's actually designed to make sure everybody that can vote has the ability to vote one time. That's it. But you heard it from a super left-leaning socialist, communist, whatever, an Obama butt-kisser, telling you it's not all this drama that you people are feeding out there. 75% of the country are like, yeah, we know. But 25 are stone-cold, stupid, and sheep. And he's talking to you. This is not a return to Jim Crow. This is nothing more than, you know, as he says, it might do something to, like, limit but it doesn't. It only limits you one vote. You don't get the vote 5, 10, 20, 100. You don't get to show up with a suitcase at midnight with 10,000 ballots with one name punched on every one of them and going, here you go. You can't do that. So that's where we're at with Chairman Joe this week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And our Facebook page is L-U-A podcast all together. L-U-A podcast on Facebook. So please join the community. Tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are. COVID time. Don't touch me, I'm sterile. Fraud Fauci, the celebrity who can't get enough of himself. Get a microphone and a camera and put it on me because I'm sexy. He really thinks that, by the way. He, he can't get enough of himself. Megalomaniac. Mean anything to anybody? So uh, one of the newspapers back east, I don't remember if it was the New York Times or the Washington Post, but it was not like, well, there aren't any right-wing newspapers, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. Got a hold of and printed and have on their websites, and it's everywhere now. Hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of emails of the fraud Fauci being a fraud, and frankly, a criminal, in my opinion. And I would not have a problem with throwing the word treasonous in there. If you aren't aware of what the emails are, I, I can't go through all of them. There's just, you're going to have to do some investigation on your own. But they're bad. The guy is answering questions from celebrities. What do I do? And he would reply. He got a, a long email okay, from another scientist within his world telling him like step-by-step, fact-for-fact, kind of like what I've been trying to do in a very condensed version, obviously, about this isn't a wet market, that this looks to be engineered and looks to be either let it out or oopsie, Either way, not good. And he, this gentleman's talking about this to Fauci. Except Fauci didn't read it. You want to know how I know? Because he forwarded this large detailed in information email of coronavirus in China 
remember, this is the fraud's job to read this and create the next step, teamwork and things like that, to how are we going to handle, deal with this? No, no, no. He passed it on because his email said simply this when he forwarded it to whomever it was down the chain. Too long for me to read. He literally, literally wrote, it's too long for me to read. Therefore, you read it. Now, 500,000 Americans are dead because of this, right? He's the savior. St. Fauci. I mean, oh, I mean, people are losing it over this guy still. It's too long. I don't have time. I've got to go throw out the first pitch at a game. And I've got to be interviewed by GQ about being the sexiest man alive. And I mean, it's nonstop with this guy. He's doing everything but his job. He's been doing everything but his job for 50 years. I told you, he's a fake then, he's a fake now. A fake. No different than Booty Judge. I'm in charge of something. The AFT guy, I'm sorry, ATF guy. Ban it all. Why? I don't know. Define it. I don't know. That's what all these people are. We are run by a group of freaking idiots that we elected should tell you what we are. Is that sad? We put these jackasses in charge. And then, like I am going, I don't know, like, you all know, I didn't vote for any of these meatheads. This ain't on me. But apparently 80 million of you, you're going to be held accountable for this. Your God and Savior, Lord Fauci, the fraud, doesn't and has not and will not do his job. The emails show from the beginning that he didn't have a problem with Trump and Trump wasn't making him say anything or do anything. You know, until Trump was actually out of office, I remember the next day, oh, Trump, I would let me speak or do anything. All the emails in this say the exact opposite. Just drama, just feeding the media machine. The fraud knows how to play the media. If that isn't clear to everybody, you're not paying attention. The guy is the Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson of manipulation of the media. He's out there just doing his thing, baby. <laughs> this is out of control. The guy, I told you last week, remember dereliction of duty? Slap. Now Republicans are demanding that the liberals in Congress, we do an investigation. We look at all this because this isn't a smoking gun. This is a half-ignited nuclear weapon. We have been sacrificed for the power and the money of the elite. And Fauci's a big member of that. Remember, he's sending money to Wuhan to screw with this. Uh, words have been thrown out. Oh, by the way, before I get to the words, two-word reply from Rand Paul on Twitter when this all happened. You ready? Here's the quote. Told you. Yeah, that's my quote too. I told you. I told you. Common sense and your own intellect will tell you this isn't right. And your instinct is correct. Most of the time, this is one of those times. So it is so bad that an ABC White House correspondence pool reporter said that the entire press corps has egg on its face on this one. Isn't it interesting? For 15 months, we'll say, maybe a little more, when I or Rand Paul or anybody out there went, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems that it would be a little more likely or at least plausible, if not possible, that this was engineered. We were all called every name in the book. Racist, xenophobic, you know, you know the list. We're racist. Yeah, 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 I get it. And then a week ago, maybe two, I guess, somewhere in there, 10 to 14 days, we'll say, the entire left-wing media on this planet, not just the country, went, um... I think Eric was onto something. It looks like it might be a thing. Why would the media all in one day just flip a switch? I'm still trying to process it myself. I have gut feelings and they're probably right. But I want you guys to think about it. What do you think? Why did the media in just one day? Now remember, I told you, Twitter and Facebook are like letting those conspiracy theories about COVID origins now it's not getting blocked. It's not getting banned and deleted and made poof, go away. It's good now. Everyone now agrees. Everyone is now gone, yeah, it looks like it is. There is no way we're ever going to get access or prove any of this. But if the CIA and the FBI did their jobs and weren't political partisan hacks and did their jobs as they are instructed to do by their government Agendas. I mean, this is what you're supposed to do. They could find out. 
They don't want to find out. China let this out, whether it was on purpose or not. China was playing with this on purpose. We were financing it. Now, I told you about, there's some words out there that people might be confused on. I'm going to bring that up right now. Gain of function. You've heard this term for the last couple of days. People are talking about it. They throw it out there like we all know what the hell they're talking about. And I'll be the first to tell you, I didn't know what the hell gain of function was. So I had to look it up. I'm like, what are they? They keep saying it like I should know. And I'm in the in. What does it mean? Gain of function is simply this. It is the literal manipulation of a virus to become more deadly and weaponized. And Fauci and the NIH and all that money that went, its sole purpose was to create gain of function. He knew they wanted to do this. He supported doing this. He turned his head the other way while they fiddled and oopsie. Why do you think the elites did this? Again, I got a gut feeling. But what do you think? Do you really think 2,000 people in the city of Wuhan, which has millions, died? Do you think only 2,000 people in in all of China, 1.56 billion of them, I've been there. I've been in Shanghai. You are touching people on the left, the right, the front, the back. You're walking down the street. You are completely engaged with a sea of tiny little people with black hair. Remember, I'm 6'4". I'm like, they're all at my belly button as I'm walking down the street. It's a sea of them. They're everywhere. And you want to tell me, Eric, only 2,000 died because the Chinese are super smart and they are super healthy. I've been there. I've told you about it. It's not healthy. The water's disgusting. The air is disgusting. Every dude smokes. That is not a healthy society. Remember, there was video of government officials, military, welding doors shut. Who knows if they ever opened those apartments? Could be new tombs. I don't know. You don't know. You will never know. Someone will get out and someone will say something and will be just dismissed. Just like the lady that went on Tucker Carlson's show that was a scientist that said in the beginning that this was created and let go on purpose in China. And she hasn't been back and she can't speak to her family because she doesn't even know if they're dead or alive. She can never go back. China did this on purpose. China devastated the planet. Not their planet. They didn't care if a million or a billion died. They don't care. They got 1.6 billion. They don't care. They, they got more than they can handle. And the people, I'm watching the news, they're going, well, what's in it for China? I mean, to kill all these people. Um, do you know the history of China? Just in the 20th century, they killed 60 million Chinese so the Communist Party could gain power. You know, that guy, Mao, M-A-O. Not too long ago, wiped out 60 million for his power to create the monster it is today. No, China wouldn't do that. We're going to just erase all history. You know, it gets, it just gets to the point. You've got Gretchen Whitmer, you know, Ava Braun. She pulls a Gavin Newsom. You can't go and you got to wear your mask and you, she's still screaming this from the hilltop and I ain't letting you stop living your life. Screw you. She went out to dinner with all her buddies and sat at a big old table and had meals and no one's wearing masks. And then she got caught. I'm sorry. How have you not strung her up in Michigan? I mean, we're doing it politically out here to Adolf Newsom. And I said, all the nut jobs are out. Like I told you, they'd come. It's only going to get worse. And we'll focus more on that as it gets closer. But you know, Rules are for thee, not for me. And last, you know, you got to keep in mind the fraud Fauci. Like I said, I think he's, he's guilty of crime, be it treason, whatever. You, you can all figure that out. The courts can figure it out. But he's, he definitely has been lying throughout this whole thing. And just remember, he wrote a book and he making money. Now that we've got past the first hurdle with Newsom, California conservatives need to continue the road to take California back. Any California conservatives interested in being part of this movement are invited to the Recall Candidates Virtual Roundtable presented by Take California Back and Defend California on June 29th at 7 p.m. Please visit our Facebook and Instagram sites for more details. Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world 
that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow. yellow. Right? Black. And, and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See, this is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not gonna happen. My baby's gonna know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard, and she can become that. Work hard, even though you don't know anyone, you can make friends. <laughs> For those that had not heard that before, that was a very recent TikTok video, shot by a young black man, a father and his very adorable daughter, who's probably five, maybe, in that video, talking about CRT, critical race theory. That's become a big thing, because, you know, schools are starting to push that crap. And again, when the sheep take the headphones off or whatnot and sit there and go, wait a minute, I don't like that. You get a young man like that, who's raising a beautiful daughter to embrace the culture of her country and the people within it. Who do you think, I mean, you got Democrats, right? They run the CRT thing. They're teaching kids to be racist. There's articles out there of schools putting forth a curriculum about why you're racist, you know, if you're white. All this nonsense. You have Democrats teaching how and what racism is. And the keyword is on how to be. Children don't grow up racist. Did you not hear that, young lady? Now, this guy's got, like, cool hair, like the... I don't know. They're not dreads, but they kind of are. They're braided. Tats. You can see him on the back of his hand. He's wearing his, you know, his clothes, but long sleeves. But you can still see. He's the, someone that like a Democrat in San Francisco or New York would like jump across the street, walk away from. Because well, he looks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm racist. Sure. That's an outstanding young man who's taking responsibility and raising a beautiful family. And you got Democrats trying to destroy that still and every day. He doesn't want, and his daughter doesn't want, critical race theory in schools. Get that crap out. I'm with you. I want that crap out. You know, this uh, month of May, the anniversary of the Tulsa race riots, as they're calling it. They're uh, talking about it, and they're, they're, they're having these parades and whatnots and uh, walks, and they're referring to it, you know, with the survivors. Okay, It was 100 years ago. There are no survivors. I'm air quoting. Okay. There, there's so much they're not telling you that you can just look up and find out, well, what, what happened in 1921? What happened in 1921? This is what is believed to actually happen. A white woman was in an elevator in Tulsa. A young black man got in the elevator. Word spread that he tried to rape her. People heard screaming and whatnot. Some people say, well, he just stepped on her foot. Don't know. But this is where it all begins in snowballs. So once word got out that this kid, this young black person, may have, may have raped a white woman, authorities were looking for the black man. The black community got wind and said, hey, we're not going to let you lynch him. So they gathered in the streets, and the police showed up. And then the white community of Tulsa heard about this, that the black people were going to start fighting. And then the white people got in there. And what happened had nothing to do with Black Wall Street or any of that stuff. All a lie. Two misinformed, angry groups of people went BLM on their city, and they burned it down. And there were a lot more white people than black people, and black people died. Now, they act like 5,000 black people died. Nope. The numbers aren't actually known, but it's believed to be anywhere between 5 and 20 on both sides. Property was lost. Homes, businesses, sound very BLM-y to you? Burned to the ground. That's what happened. Punches were thrown, sticks were thrown, swung, whatever. But white police and white people didn't just go into Black Tulsa and just shoot them, shoot them, shoot them, shoot them. It didn't happen like that. And that's all they're acting like it is in the survivors. If they are alive today and lived in Tulsa, they're 102 years old. And at the time, they were about six weeks old. They didn't know anything about nothing. There are no survivors because it was a race riot. That's all Tulsa was. You can argue about it. You can call whatever, but I know because I can read, I can investigate and look at multiple sources and go, this had nothing to do with any of the stuff they're lying about to fit an agenda, to agitate you a hundred years later over a young black man that may or may not have raped a white woman in an elevator. That's what it was all about. So as we're feeding on this, 
racism stuff going on. You have the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. You've seen her. She's the really ugly woman with the white tight fro. She will not take questions or speak to a white reporter, period. Um, That's racist. And she's so stupid and run that city, she doesn't realize. Well, actually, I think she does. I think she knows she's a racist. She just doesn't care like the rest of them. So I got a video clip from a civil rights attorney who did everything and anything when it came to fighting for the rights back in the 60s and to this day. His name is Leo Terrell. I've mentioned him before. There's a video clip I'm going to play for you. And he calls it like it is. Same time in Chicago. What is up with this? The mayor, Lori Lightfoot, put out a statement. Here she says, I've been struck since my first day on the campaign trail back in 2018 by the overwhelming whiteness and maleness of Chicago media outlets, editorial boards, the political press corps, and yes, the city hall press corps specifically. She's not going to do interviews with anyone unless you're a minority, Geraldo. What, what in the I hell think is that, that? I think this is very weird, a weird and racist policy declaring she'll only grant these one-on-one interviews to black or brown reporters. I am a proud person of color, uh, but some of my best friends are white, including my wife. Uh, therefore, in solidarity with my white brethren, I will not ask this mayor for any interviews. If I did ask her for an interview, I'd ask her about the over 3,000 people shot last year in her city. I'd ask her about this past weekend where 48 were shot, five of them Fatally, I think she has a whole lot more on her plate than the race of the reporter asking her the tough question, Bill. Leo, could you imagine if a white mayor in America said anything even close to this? I mean, how would you respond to that? Uh, I'll tell you exactly. If, if, if a white mayor said the same thing, you would have CNN and MSNBC and, and Black Lives Matter protesting and burning down this country. In other words... I can go interview this lady, which I would never do, but Bill Hemmer cannot. Bill Hemmer with more experience, but because of Bill Hemmer's skin color, let me be very clear. It's not weird. She's a racist. She is a racist. Let's be clear. Black woman, mayor, a racist because she won't let Bill Hemmer do an interview, but she'll let Leo Terrell. Never would I do this. As a civil rights attorney, I find this repugnant. Can anyone argue with that logic from Geraldo or Leo or Bill Hemmer? If a white person said this, the country would burn and that mayor or government official would be labeled a racist. If that's racist, this is racist. Same rules apply. The mayor of Chicago is an open racist. When I believe many of these celebrities of color and government officials of color are extremely racist, most of them admit it And the other ones, you just got to read between the lines of what they say and how they act and what they do. Colin Kaepernick is a racist, raised by a white family that he loathes. They gave him every opportunity to go to University of Nevada, get an education, join the NFL, crap that away. And what do you hear about that guy now? Nothing. He's just on Nike payroll doing nothing. Well, he's part black and he's entitled. No, that's racist. So we're going to jump into the BLM nonsense of the week, because what would that be without having BLM nonsense? So you remember, you remember the co-founder, Patrice? She's the executive director of the activist group's central foundation. Okay, it's the HQ. The one is getting all the money. That's her. She's the one that bought all the houses, remember? In Whiteville, Topanga Canyon. She bought one out there because she is, as in her own words, a trained Marxist, had to have all those houses and be amongst the white people. She is stepping down because of the pressure. And you need to understand, now, she spent $3.2 million in homes. Supposedly, Black Lives Matter only paid her $120,000 over five years. Supposedly. They've taken in $90 million, and oh, by the way, they still have $60 million on their, on their books that's not spent. Where'd the $30 million go? Well, I know where three point two went. Because I'm not stupid, and I know how these scams work. And it's just a scam. So much so it's a scam that Hawk Newsom, he's the head of Black Lives Matter Greater New York City. He called for an independent investigation into the foundation's finances. Here's where it gets cute. The two organizations are not affiliated. 
Did you all know that? That when there's Black Lives Matter LA, Black Lives Matter wherever, anywhere, and then there's this one, the big one? It's just the big one. The big one just, they're the Washington DC elite scam artists that are collecting money from the stupid athletes and the stupid corporations. And then you got these little cliques that are all over the country. And I'll be valid enough to say, I believe that some of these smaller ones, like maybe even this, this gentleman Hawk Newsom from the greater New York City, he's at least a believer in the cause because he sees the cause. And I think some, half, I don't know. But there's a percentage of the BLM people that are running their chapters that believe and investing that money into the community, education, safety programs, things like that, to make a better life. And then you got the BLM with having the biggest platform, screaming the loudest, drawing the money, and say, you can't just send it anywhere. I mean, there's you've got to send it to this address at BLM. You can't send it to Atlanta BLM or Miami. You can't. No, 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 no. It has to come there. And none of that money is going anywhere. I've told you about pastors in St. Louis. They were talking about, have you seen or anything? Nothing. Michael Brown's parents asking for money, not a dime. Nothing's going anywhere, but people are getting rich. These air quote trained Marxists. It's for me, not for thee. They are a traitor to their, again, I guess their own people. They don't care about Black Lives Matter. They care about their Bank account matters. It's all about the Benjamins. And they got stupid athletes and stupid corporations doing stupid things and giving these idiots money. Congratulations. You are a sucker. You got a uh, BLM chapter founder. He's speaking out. And we'll share, I'll share this email on our uh, Facebook page so you can read more about it. But he's, he's another one of these that's like, hey, I thought we did this for this reason that we were going to try and educate and improve the lives of the black community and smarten up, that it wasn't about buying a bunch of houses and spending it on myself. I thought there was a bigger, the chapters are really, their eyes are opening. They're starting to see after all these years, finally, it, sometimes it takes time. It takes longer time for people to figure out that one plus one is still two, that you're being suckered. You're being used and manipulated, and you thought you were fighting for a cause they were fighting for. You're fighting for your neighborhood. They're fighting for their bank account. So I'll put that email out there so you can see that. Did you hear about the uh, head of BLM in London? Young black woman. She got blown away. Shot in the head during a protest. Wow, that's horrible. What white cop did that? Oh, no, 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 no. Four black men shot her in the head. Thanks for playing. Just more black-on-black crime that we're just going to ignore. And we'll wrap this section up with a little bit more from Patrice. Back in April of 2015, the human rights program at Harvard Law, because they couldn't find anyone with intelligence to speak on anything intelligently, they found her. And this is what she said back then about Israel. And she put out there that there needs to be an end to Israel, that we've got to end it. End it as in destroy it. That she claims she witnessed violence and terror against Palestinians, which was caused by the Israeli Zionists. This is the, this is the same lady making the Benjamins. She wants an entire society. That's called genocide, by the way. Deleted. Removed. Ended. Okay, I'll be it easier for her. She wants you dead. I don't know. BLM chapters out there? You feel the same way? You feel like Israel should be wiped off the map? Because that's very radical Islam of you. And that may be the case. But you're not going to help anybody with that kind of thinking. And we're going to close this segment with a clip from the most racist president I can think of. Chairman Joe. Talking about how black people are just too stupid to get an accountant or a lawyer involved when trying to start and operate a business. See, if you black, you don't know how to do that. Play it. That, the data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers, they don't have, they, they, they don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. Does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off 
from the investments those people make, and I promise you, that's why I set up the National Small Business Administration that's much broader, because they're going to get those loans. I guarantee you BLM has got a grip of accountants and attorneys. They're doing just fine. They're finding every way to cheat the system at all and just collect bank at the expense of the black community. How incredibly racist does this guy have to get before you people out there go, I've had enough of this guy. If you don't vote for him, you ain't black. If you don't have an accountant or can't get an accountant, or can't, you ain't black. I mean, this guy is beyond racist. He is the walking, talking definition of racist. He spoke at the funeral of Robert KKK Bird, the Grand Wizard, back in the 50s and the 60s. Some believe even into the 70s, when it was still cool, I guess. And then he's like, oh, just kidding. Oh, then we love you now. Racists are racist. And Chairman Joe is no exception. It's crime time. Go ahead. Make my day. So for those of you that recall the uh, Epstein arrest and incarceration in New York City, and then he got Clinton. Sorry, he uh, hung himself. Conveniently and very quietly. Shh, don't tell anyone. The two guards that were in charge of him have been given deals to avoid prosecution. Shh, Hillary, he's over there. Do, 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 Bye, Hillary. The dude got Clintoned. The cops knew it. The cops got a deal. No testifying. No court case. Nothing, baby. Smooth as a baby's butt. So you all heard last week there was that shooting in San Jose, the, the, you know, the cow shooting. Remind you all that California has the strictest gun laws in the union. That means all 50 states. Not 58, just 50. And this happens all the time. So, for those who didn't hear, an uh, angry white dude that is a miserable human being, everybody knew he was a miserable human being, decided not to say anything. He was getting in trouble at his job as a transit guy or whatever in San Jose for being a racist and things like that. So, it sounds like they may have suspended him. I, I didn't get any clarity on that, if he was suspended or if he was just being investigated. So, he's still coming to work, pissed off, and then he goes and shoots people. My point of this story is, and I'm going to share a story of mine, is when you don't speak out, evil will win and evil thrives. Good people sit down, evil will thrive. And, you know, I'm not special, but I do have a mouth and I do use it and I do hold people accountable. Does it make me friends? Sometimes. Does it make me enemies? Sometimes. Do I care? No. But in my neighborhood, we have a police officer that still lives here. And uh, his police precinct is an hour away. He rides a motorcycle. And as he rides through the neighborhood, so in the mornings, we do a crisscross. We pass each other. I was taking my youngest son to school. And we would hit a stop sign, and I would stop with the stop sign, and he'd, boom, every time, blow through it. And we'd wave at him and things like that. He'd just blow through it. And then it got worse as I was coming home in the evenings, and it was 7, 8 o'clock at night or whatever. He would be behind me, and he would turn on his lights on his motorcycle, like, you, like I was speeding or something in our neighborhood. So I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I'd pull over in a dirt pull-off driveway kind of thing, and he'd just drive by me. And I saw who it was. I'm like, oh, someone wants to get home sooner than me. I'm going too slow in our neighborhood, so get out of the way. This goes on for a year. And my youngest son was with me in my car, my wife and older son are in another vehicle, and they're a bit behind us. And as we're coming to an intersection of a freeway where the two merge, he's on the other one. And I see him, and he's driving like a maniac. He's heading home. He's going 90, 100, 80. He's all over the place. He's, I mean, I saw points where he's going 40. They would go 100. And he, so he's doing the yo-yo drive thing. So he's just getting a lane and going. He's playing games and getting stuck in traffic. I'm mad because I'm like, I've had it with this guy. He drives around like he can do whatever the hell he wants. And because I got a badge, I can do whatever I want. That is not the case. Just so you all know, you, you know, 
citizens are citizens, whether they are a badge or not. They have to follow the same laws, especially when they're off duty. So we're on the freeway. We're headed north. And my son and I, I go, I'm not letting him get away with this. I got to the fast lane and I just went. Now I knew there was construction up on an incline section of the highway where two lanes were shut down. And he was dinking around in the two slow lanes, bobbing and weaving between semi trucks and stuff. And we got to the top of the pass before he did. And we got off. I knew he was getting off on the same off ramp. We pull over. There's a line. We're probably like 12, 13 cars. He's right behind me, but I'm ahead of him. Now, mind you, I was just going with the speed of traffic. I didn't change lanes and bob and weave. I just got in a fast lane. I think we were probably going a good 80. Yes, it was our speed limit, but everyone was going, again, not bobbing and weaving. He was. I get off in front of him, use my turn signal to change the lanes. The whole thing, I was totally, I follow the law. There's about two cars to go. I get up. And now it's my turn. He puts his lights on me. And I'm like, oh, this guy's got balls. I take the stop sign. I turn left. And I pull over. I roll my window down. And I am fuming. This guy's got a pair of balls on him. And this is actually the first time I actually got in an officer's face. All the other times that I've ever been pulled over, and it's only been a couple, I've been very polite and very be safe in the whole thing. So I'm not like this. I'm not belligerent. But I'm tired of this guy driving in the neighborhood like a maniac speeding, running through stop signs in a neighborhood where they got moms and strollers, kids on bikes, kids on dirt bikes, kids on horses, all over the place. And he just doesn't give a rip. He's bobbing and weaving. He is a liability and an accident waiting to happen at his own behest because he drives like a jackass on the freeway in his motorcycle. But he's a cop. There it's all laid out. He comes up, up to my window and he goes, license and registration. I said, oh, I'll give it to you. You go and give me that damn ticket. But you got a pair of balls on you being my neighbor driving like you do in the neighborhoods, running stop signs constantly. I go, because tomorrow I'm calling your office in the city he works for, and I'm going to file a complaint against you because you are a despicable excuse for a cop that just disregards laws because how dare it, you got to get home before me, so you light me up, and I give him the whole thing. And he just sits there, and he takes it. Meanwhile, he called for backup. There was a CHP officer back there. And he goes, you want me to take this? Because I am scolding and yelling at this cop and just, you are supposed to be better than this, and you are being worse. How dare you do this? I go, so you want to give me a ticket? You go back there and you write your goddamn ticket. I was mad. So he goes back, and the CHP says, you want me to write this guy? You want me to take care of this? He's like, no, no, no. So the officer writes my ticket and comes back, and he goes, there you go, sir. Thank you. And I'm like, fine. I'll see you at traffic court. So like a month and a half goes by, and I don't get anything in the mail. I don't get a thing. And I'm like, this is really weird. And I did file a complaint. Like I promised him I would about the officer because I now have his name. I know everything. I know where he lives, but I have everything. This guy is a bad guy. He needs to do better. The ticket was never processed. He threw it away. And the moral of that story is you can hold people accountable, even a people of authority, and you can scold them. And you, if you're right and you're sitting there going, you cannot do this because I can't do this. You can't do that because I can't do that. You cannot act like you're special. You want to be treated with respect, then give the respect. And I know that's part of what the blm thing, you know, for some people, probably very few. But like the defund people and stuff like that, no, they don't care about any of that. They're just, they're just racist. They're the criminals that just don't want to go to jail anymore. But the moral of the story is you can hold people accountable. And if I got in the ticket, I would have fought it. But he knew he was wrong. And he got called out and he took it like a man. And guess who now waves? and stops at stop signs and doesn't light people up as they're heading home anymore and doesn't drive like an a-hole up the highway. You can humble people. Just do it the right way. So Cynthia Nixon, you guys know who she is? She's the worst of the four characters in Sex and the City. She was the hack who decided, I'm a communist and I'm going to run for mayor of New York and she got obliterated. She's a moron. There's a level of stupid, and you're like, how does this one even know how to breathe? You'd think her brain and lungs are, like, disconnected and just go away. She's out there, again, trying to get elected. <laughs> oh, my God. She says shoplifting shouldn't be a crime. Now, I think I told you guys, but in San Francisco, CVS has closed over a dozen CVS stores. The pharmacy stores, you know, the Walgreen, Rite Aid kind of stuff. And I'm sure these guys are going to follow. They're shutting them down, closing them up board. Jobs are gone. Availability to product is gone because the homeless and other criminal elements, the drug addicts that are running the streets of San Francisco, just walk in five, 10, 20 at a time and they just grab whatever they want and they walk out. 
Now in California, if you're caught stealing with like, I think it's like less than $800, it's a misdemeanor. You don't even, it's it, the cops won't even bother. So they go in and everybody just grabs it, you know, four or five, six, seven hundred dollars worth of stuff and just leave. Well, someone's got to pay for that. And CVS is like, it ain't us. So they shut it down. This broad who I guess thinks she's a politician and she's a really bad actress. She's done nothing other than this, by the way, the sex in the city crap, which was just crap. But anyway, off topic, shoplifting shouldn't be a crime. Everyone should just be able to go in and steal whatever they want from whoever they want, whenever they want. So the world responded with, why don't you open up your townhome doors and your pantry and your linen, your closet and your jewelry boxes and all that stuff with a sign of help yourself. Why don't you start there before you start having corporations ripped off blind? Are you going to Walmart now? And they got the whole like makeup section is like closed off behind plexiglass in its own corner and you can't even get anything without paying for it in the area. I mean, you, it's like, because that's what goes on. They just steal everything. Nice. It's nice. What are you teaching your people, your children, your neighbors? Look what I did. I stole that. And you're proud of this? You're a scumbag. And Cynthia Nixon is a flipping idiot. Back to Lori Lightfoot, you know, the racist mayor of Chicago. She is instructed the Chicago PD, that there will no longer be allowed any foot pursuits. So if a cop sees somebody do something, and it could be just like punch somebody, right? They didn't shoot them. If they shoot them, I guess they're allowed to still, because that's like a bad felony. But just assault, and you see it, and the person just looks at you, the guy, can, the, cop, the bad guy can literally just go, what up? And just start walking away. The cop cannot pursue. It's against the rules now. Anarchy. Chaos. That's all they want. Black on black crime. Doesn't mean a damn thing to this woman. And everyone like her. Keep killing each other. So much so that there was a young black woman of age 14 in the city this last week, walking her dog, approached by four gang members, asked what gang she was in. She's like, I'm not in a gang. She's in the hospital with a bullet in her head. 50-50. That don't matter. Let it happen. It's totally fine. And on top of that, to date, at the end of May, so the first five months of the year, 128 police officers in this country have been shot. That's one every other day. Actually, a little more than that. Every other day, we have a police officer in this country shot. And it's only going to get worse with rules like this because we're empowering criminals to do whatever the hell they want because cops are racist. Not the mayor that makes the rules. No, she's not racist, even though she tells you, oh, I'm racist. That's what's going on in this world. It's disgusting. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. That is the new bartender lead. So we're gonna be playing that every time the bartender makes the news. And God, if she doesn't try hard to make it. So she came out and said, I'm in therapy. I am trying to get mentally well because January 6th was so traumatic. I mean, people were trying to kill me. Okay, she was in a building a half mile away. She never saw them. She never talked to them. They never yelled at her. They never shot at her. Oh, because they had no guns. There was no artillery. There was nothing, okay? <laughs> she was just in a building a half mile away. And I'm at the therapy. <laughs> I need so much help. God, do you need help? She needs so much help that she put a tweet out about her abuela. That's grandma, for those that don't know, because the bartender's Puerto Rican. Her grandma still lives in Puerto Rico. And that hurricane from like, I don't know, three, four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, her house is still a mess. It's almost unlivable, I guess. She put a picture in. My poor abuela, look at her. She lives in squalor because Trump kept all the money and cut it off. You know, because the corruption in Puerto Rico that they were just keeping it. They were BLMing it. Just keeping it for themselves. It wasn't going to who actually needed it. But did you know the bartender owns a Tesla? Of course she does. Do you know she has two apartments in Manhattan? Of course she does. Do you realize she loves her abuela so much that she doesn't give one of them to her abuela? That she doesn't bring her over or, or send her any money? No, 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 no. That's not her fault. That's no mi familia. 
It's the government. It's you white people are going to pay for my grandmother and get her house fixed up. No, I'm not. But that's the hypocrisy of these, these people, like the bartender. They sit here and are so self-righteous and stand on a how dare you talking pedestal demanding that we do something for her grandmother. Why don't you take care of your family and I'll take care of mine? And maybe if it's so tough for you, sell the freaking Tesla. Give up one of your damn high-rise apartments in the sky that you're barely paying for, I'm sure. And take care of your damn grandma. That's why she's just a bartender. So that wraps up this week, guys. Love you. Be the peace. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. America.